You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Today's episode is being dropped on Wednesday, the 13th day of January 2021. It's What If Wednesday, and we're peeling back the what if for two franchises that found themselves at the crossroads of destiny in 2016, the Cubs and the Indians. What if a ball here or a bounce there went differently, and it was the Indians and not the Cubs who got off the schneid in that series. This show is available on the free and easy-to-use Himalaya podcasting app. We're also available wherever you get your podcasts, and when you're staying at home during these, hey, let's be kind and call them memorable times, be sure to tell your smart device to play podcast Lockdown MLB, or check out some of the other great shows of the Lockdown Podcast Network, including Locked On Cubs with Sean Sears and Locked On Fantasy Baseball with Scott Cullen. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnMLBPod. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. So it was a classic World Series, 2016. The two teams who seemed at the time to be the easy answer to the question of the most tortured fan bases in our history, the Cubs and the Indians, at least at that time, were facing off in a World Series. I had said a couple of years prior that if the Cubs and the Indians ever faced in the World Series, it would go to Game 7, Game 7 would go extra innings, then the ground would open up, flames would come out, and life would end as we know it. Well, as it turned out, it was tied after nine innings, and the rains came, and I started thinking, hmm, did I have the prediction slightly wrong? Which part of Revelations did I miss? As it turned out, that World Series was a classic, and a classic that was accentuated by that great final game. A couple of the games in the middle were actually not that exciting, but the finale was an all-time great one. It was one that was a good, solid Game 7 until Rajay Davis's two-out, two-run home run in the bottom of the eighth inning tied the game and turned it into a classic. And then the rainout gave everyone a moment to stop and catch our breath. Now, as it turned out, the rain delay sent it into the 10th, and Brian Shaw did not have it and let up a double to Ben Zobrist after pinch runner Albert Omora tagged up on a deep fly ball by Chris Bryant. Miguel Montero singled to give the Cubs a much-needed insurance run. Trevor Bauer, remember him? He got two outs in the 10th. I wonder what would have happened if they started him in the 10th because he got Hayward and Baez to strike out. In the bottom of the 10th, with Aroldis Chapman gassed, they brought in Carl Edwards Jr. to do the honors of clinching the World Series for the Cubs. And while he got the first two out, a walk to Brandon Geyer and a single by Rajay Davis made it a one-run game again. Michael Martinez, who was in the game only because he would replace Coco Crisp, I still think they would have been better off with Crisp. He came up against Mike Montgomery, who was not even a member of the Cubs until August and had never had a save ever 
in his professional career. And he came in and he got Martinez to hit a shallow grounder to third base. Rizzo made the catch. The Cubs win. And Cubs fans everywhere rejoice. I was in the minority in 2016 because I was actually rooting for the Cleveland Indians. The main reason I was rooting for the Cleveland Indians is I did not want to have the final image of the Cubs winning the World Series being a role Chapman having the big dog pile on a role Chapman. I felt he should have been suspended for the season for his domestic violence. And even if that wasn't the case, I didn't want him celebrated. Well, as I tweeted out during the game that day, I have no quarrel with Carl Edwards Jr. And nor do I have quarrel with any Cubs fan. But I also, I just have a soft spot in my heart for the Cleveland Indians. And I have a huge soft spot in my heart for Terry Francona. And Terry Francona would have won the World Series as a manager if that were the case. If the Cleveland Cavaliers had not won the NBA title earlier that summer, this would have been an absolute monumental devastating moment for all of Clevelanders, as opposed to merely just heartbreaking. Because with LeBron and company winning that remarkably exciting NBA title, the folks in Cleveland did have a title to finally celebrate. It looked like they were going to have another one to celebrate when they took a three games to one lead. There are a couple of factors, and this is something you have to realize when you look at the world, that the entire universe is a series of chain reactions. And there were things that did matter. The fact of the matter that Carlos Carrasco was injured for the entire postseason, Danny Salazar was reduced to a mop-up man, and Trevor Bauer cut his hand up on a drone during the ALCS meant they had to make poor Corey Kluber pitch as many games as humanly possible. And they leaned super hard on Kluber and Andrew Miller. And the chickens finally came home to roost on that game seven because Kluber let up a leadoff home run. Kluber allowed four runs and four innings. Miller allowed two runs and two and a third innings. These two pitchers who were absolutely unhittable until that game combined for the six runs that were allowed in the first nine innings of the game. Um, so if those two had pitched up, as up to snuff, the Indians probably would have won that game. As it turned out, they were out of gas. But it also turned out that the Cubs pulled Kyle Hendricks probably a little too quickly and brought in John Lester a little too fast and then used Aroldis Chapman, who was really, really not very good that postseason. That was his third blown save in the 2016 postseason and put themselves in a situation where they were one swing away from losing the World Series. That's right. Because let's go to that fateful bottom of the ninth inning. Carlos Santana and Jason Kitness both had full counts. If either one of them got on, the run that would have won the World Series would have been on base. And Kipnis had a deep drive that hooked foul that probably would have been, I don't think it would have been a home run, but it certainly would have been a one-out double with Francisco Lindor coming up. But either way, Santana's hit a lot of home runs. Kipnis has hit a lot of home runs. Lindor, we know, has hit a lot of home runs. And the fact of the matter is, if one of them got a hold of a gassed Aroldis Chapman and parked one in the seats, then the Indians are the world champions. And as it turned out, if they had walked Anthony Rizzo, 
you know, they did walk Anthony Rizzo. If they pitched Anthony Rizzo and not to Ben Zobrist, who wound up being the World Series MVP and got the go-ahead double, who knows how that would have been. If they had gone in and held the Cubs in the top of the 10th and then suddenly had to turn the Cubs' hopes over to their beleaguered non-Aroldis Chapman bullpen, then chances are the Indians win. So what would have that meant if the Indians had won? Let's be on the positive side first before we look at the other side. If the Indians had won, then the current breaking up of this Indian team would not have any of the angst that it currently has. Santana's gone. Kipnis is gone. Lindor's been traded away. You still have Jose Ramirez, but so many other people are gone. Hey, there's Lonnie Chisenhall by Coco Chris, Rajay Davis, and Corey Kluber, who won a pair of Cy Young awards and could have won a third, certainly had had a Cy Young caliber season in uh, 2018. And if they had won that World Series and then broken up the team, yeah, there would have been a little bit of sadness in Cleveland, but there also would have been a thank you. Thank you for what you did. And for all we have to do to see this being the case is take a look at what happened to the Kansas City Royals when they won back-to-back pennants and the World Series in 2015. And then they start breaking up the team and away goes Hosmer, away goes Bustakas, away goes Lorenzo Cain, away goes Wade Davis, all the people who were key members of the team that won the World Series, there wasn't a sense of bitterness or anger for those Kansas City fans who were drooling for a title, and certainly drooling for a title that didn't have the caveat of, well, you wouldn't have won the World Series if Don Denkinger didn't blow that call. Instead, it was a thanks so much. Thanks for everything you did. Thanks for being our heroes. And you would have had the Klubers and the Andrew Millers and everyone who left, they would get that goodbye as a sense of thank you for doing this and giving Cleveland the greatest sports year they could have ever imagined, which was two titles. Two titles. Instead, so close. You would have seen the acquisition of Francisco Lindor by the Mets being, hey, they got themselves one of the people who put together a World Series title. You would have looked at Jose Ramirez, who's still sticking around as, is he going to be our all-time great? Is he going to be the one who sticks around, a la Alex Gordon, as he did with the Kansas City Royals? And Corey Kluber probably would have had a position in Kansas City, I'm uh, sorry, she's in Cleveland history that would have been similar to the position that was held by Tim Lincecum, in that he was a stud pitcher who came out, won a couple of Cy Young Awards, and then led the team to the title, and then you know, petered off, and then that was that. But man, the joy he gave us those years. But the main thing it would have been Francona. Now, I do believe Francona is going to the Hall of Fame anyway. But he would be looked upon as one of those great figures, those great managerial figures, someone to emulate and say, my God, he won three World Series titles as a manager, and he did it with the Red Sox and the Indians. Unbelievable. And they were one swing away from doing just that. And the, getting the team off the schneid would be there. And I actually believe one of the final things that are making Cleveland fans stick whatever reason to wanting to have the Indians logo not be changed is this sense of they've been rooting for the Indians all this time. 
and they just wanted to see the Indians win it once. Now, I've made the point that it's not exactly been a good luck charm for the Cleveland fans, but I'm sure they would like to have seen them win one title, just one, and they were one swing away from doing just that. And then they're the Cubs. Well, the Indians didn't win, and now they're doing maintenance to the team, and they're still a potential playoff team, even after all the defection of all the stars. If they pop the hood and they add to what's already a very good pitching rotation, a couple bats here, a couple bats there, they can get right back into it. They were a playoff team last year. It takes, takes a little bit of repairs. And guess what? Sometimes your card needs repairs too. But where are you going to go to get the repairs? You know, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody. It does not require membership or account login. Best of all, the prices are always reliably low. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicles and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. You know, the football players are coming off, and I can't pretend that I understand who's going to win this, that, or the other thing, but we're talking about the Cubs and the Indians in baseball. Well, guess what? There's another Cleveland team, the Browns. They're in it. Another tortured team, the Bills. They're in it. Man, this could be really interesting. I want to make a bet. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKDOWN for 50% welcome bonus. you got the football playoffs coming up and all sorts of sports are coming back. And here's what you got to do. You can't sit on the sidelines anymore. you got to get into the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice and make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. The interesting thing is what would have happened if the Cubs had lost? If the Cubs had not won that World Series? Um, it, it clearly would have been devastating for the Chicago Cubs. It would have been overwhelming for the Chicago Cubs in so many ways uh, that you would have been able to continue the Billy Goat curse that it would have gone on. There would have been, if they had lost that game, especially when they had the lead with two outs in the eighth, it would have been the latest log on that fire. I remember that feeling as a Red Sox fan watching the Aaron Boone home run thinking, oh my God. This year, which I had so much hope for, it's just another year in our tortured life. And for Cubs fans, we're never going to win, are we? Which meant that Theo would have done something. I brought up 2003 for a reason, not just me bringing up Red Sox stuff. Theo Epstein was in charge of the Red Sox that year, and he realized, I got to just go all in. I just got to do something now. I got to just grab as much as we can. And that's when they signed uh, Folk. They traded for Schilling and ultimately pulled off the trade 
involving Garcia Parra when they realized that Garcia Parra couldn't play every day. That they had to go for broke. They had to take the monkey off the back. And in some ways, this is what happened when they got into the uh, 2015 NL, uh, NLCS but got swept by the Mets the year before. They made a couple of big acquisitions, including Fowler. Uh, no, Fowler was already in time. They, they made a couple of big. Uh, uh, they made a couple of big pushes on the team, and uh, that wasn't Fowler. What, what, Hayward. I'm sorry. I, I, I got the outfielders that were in both the Cubs and the Cardinals mixed up. Forgive me. And they also brought in Lackey, and they they just they pushed the chips to the center of the table, and they went for it. Now, if they pushed the chips to the center of the table and lost it, they would have to push it in even farther. And I'm going to say something which is going to sound bizarre, but I believe, I absolutely believe, that if the Cubs had lost that World Series, they would have seen salvation across town. They knew that the Chicago White Sox had a legit ace in Chris Sale, and they knew that Sale wasn't going to be re-signed by the White Sox. He wound up being traded to the Red Sox and helped the Red Sox win and, well, a little bit of an asterisk-filled championship for 2018. But I think that Theo would have said, what's it going to take? What prospects do you want? Take our entire farm to bring Chris Sale across town. Now, a few years later, the White Sox wound up fleecing Eloy Jimenez from the Cubs. So who knows? They may have pulled off a deal bringing in some super young talent to, from the Cubs to the White Sox. But I think they would have had to make a big splash like that. Or maybe they would have pulled off the trade that ultimately brought in Manny Machado. Who knows what they would have done? Not that, second, not that uh, their infield was necessarily a problem, but they would have to have made a splash somewhere. And I think Sale, who the Red Sox acquired, was the big fish out there to bring in. And I think they would have done that. But if they had not won, and then you would have had Joe Madden leave and Theo Epstein and the breaking up of the team now. See, it is depressing when you see the Cubs starting to act like a small market team. But imagine adding the angst of not having the World Series title that they had won. That you're folding up the tent as if to say, well, I guess it's another rebuilding we're going to have to do. It wasn't this time. And from this point forward, even though this rebuild that they're doing is somewhat obnoxious because the Cubs are acting like a small market team, they don't have the angst anymore. You can at least say, well, at least they won that one. They probably could have won more, but they won at least this one. Without that, the absolute pillar of anger would have continued. And it would have become absurd. Yes, the Astros championship they won in 2017 has a mammoth asterisk next to it, but it is the World Series title. And with Washington winning the title, whether it's the first time in Washington since the Senators of 24, the Homestead Graves of 48, whichever one you're going to acknowledge, it's been a while. And it would have made the Cubs waiting since 1908 even more absurd as all the other teams around him, Washington, Cleveland, the Red Sox, the White Sox, 
all of them have had their moments and would have created a level of existential angst and also loneliness for it as all these other teams. Think about that. If all the other teams had won in the same way, the Astros, the Nats, the Dodgers, the Cubs' closest companion in waiting for a title would be the Texas Rangers. That's how absurd that would be. The Rangers would be the one like, oh yeah, you and me, team that's been, or like, you know, maybe the Padres, you know, this is who we're talking about, the Rangers, the Padres, or the Brewers. But even Brewer fans could point to 57 in the Braves. So when you're saying, like, oh, what other teams can we commiserate with? The Rangers and the Padres. You know, those old classic black and white clips of the Rangers. It would have been absurd. And for Cubs fans, they should be very happy that what if went their way. So if you have a something you want, if you have a something, what did I do? I suddenly became, I became Chico Marx all of a sudden. If you have something you want me to talk about, send it to me via Twitter at Sully Baseball and follow us at the free and easy to use Himalaya podcasting app. Asking what if about one of the great World Series games of all time that was played in 2016, a year that, wow, seems like it was either just last year or maybe a lifetime ago. This has been Locked On MLB for the 13th day of January 2021. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.